Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Welcome into the Friday Fish Fry edition of the show. Andrew Coppins, Pat Oni, second day of the NCAA tournament. We've got the best and worst of the week coming your way. Of course, a brand new Richard of the Week will be crowned and the Friar uh, will return. We've got a lot to get into. Um, but before we get into our usual best and worst of the week and then the Friar and then all that stuff, um, we've been featuring the Rescue America package or plan from uh, Florida Junior Senator Rick Scott, who had apparently the temerity, Pat, the audacity um, to, to suggest the GOP should have a plan, a vision, some policy direction instead of just no direction. So we've been going through the uh, the point by point, 11 point plan, and today is day number five on that front. But before we get into the economy and growth, which is his section five, his fifth of his 11 points in the plan, do not forget, you can watch us on Rumble. That's rumble.com backslash critical thinking, rumble.com backslash critical thinking. You can listen via podcast wherever you find your podcasts. And you can become a critical thinker, get the afterthought, which, by the way, this week, uh, or, well, not this week, well, yes, this week, it has gone behind the paywall, but today, we're going to be featuring a a further talk, uh, because I think I know where you're going to go for your worst of the week this week, but we're going to feature a talk about the NCAA swimming meet. Yes, folks, we're going to double dip in the pool. We're going to talk about the NCAA swimming meet and... um. One, see, I struggle to call her by her or the name she, he chose. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I he's still he. His so we're gonna, we're name. gonna talk about um, yeah. how he dominated the women's five hundred meter freestyle event, and then also talk about um, the reaction to it. Um, one could say it's the best and worst of the week, but I'm gonna leave that alone. Uh, but um, that's gonna feature in the afterthought. We're gonna talk about uh, one Mister Thomas. Um, and his domination and the reaction to it in the afterthought, which you can exclusively get by becoming a subscriber, a critical thinker, if you will, over at criticalthinking.locals.com. Criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe. $2 a month or $20 for your annual subscription. You save $4 off of that annual subscription. And if you also want to support the show, but you're not sure... Uh, about subscribing yet we're going to give you one month for your subscription for free and we're giving this away until the end of this month your month will start when you sign up though just simply going to criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe enter the promo code new era enter the promo code new era and you will get your subscription for free for the first month and then if you like it, uh, we hope that uh, you'll become a subscriber. Now, let's go ahead and get into this. Um, because Rick Scott's point five is the economy and growth. And he immediately attacks socialism. Socialism is un-American and always leads to poverty and oppression. We will stop it. We will shrink the federal government, reduce government workforce by 25% in five years, we're going to sell government buildings and assets and get rid of the old, slow, closed, top-down, government-run everything system we have today. So, arguably, Pat, one of the best things, if not the best thing, that one Donald John Trump did during his presidency was take on the administrative and bureaucratic state. It was one of the most positive things for the American public that he did in my view. So I can fully get behind the concept here. Reduce government, its impact on our lives, and oppose socialism. I can get behind that. What say you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, that that's everything we've ever stood for in All regards right. to this particular topic. All right, so let's get into a little more of the specifics, right? Because that's what we've been doing all week long. Again, we're talking about the Rescue America plan from Florida's junior senator, Rick Scott. He says that socialism will be treated as a foreign combatant, which aims to destroy our prosperity and freedom. Is it a foreign combatant? And... and Yeah, I I would love to hear his explanation of this and what would happen. Because I I I get where he's going, right? Because okay, so because the the philosophy of of socialism is antithetical to the founding principles of America, but it's an idea and when put into practice, it's terrible. But there are lots of ideas that when put into practice are terrible. And I'm not right. in the 
I'm not in the category of um, McCarthyism or any of that sort of stuff. I, I, I fully believe that the way to defeat socialism is not by treating it as a foreign combatant. Although I, I guess my I guess ultimately the question is what does he mean by foreign combatant? Because at the end of the day, I do think it is antithetical. I do think it's evil. I do think it does lead to poverty. It does lead to destroying prosperity and freedom. And and it should be defeated. But the way to defeat it is by being better than it. The way I look at that, I don't I don't know that I can I can call it a foreign combatant. Um, I understand that the ideas maybe are foreign and antithetical to um, America's founding principles and ideals. However, at this point, isn't this more of a domestic insurrection Mm -hmm. in terms of the idea in of itself? Because it's come through... Socialism has come through in, in, in American society in many facets, whether it be in politics or academia. It, it, it's not necessarily a foreign thing anymore. It's been around and it's been here for some time. So I don't know yeah. if I could ever call it that. Yeah, and, and I think it's been around since the 1830s, really, here in America, some some right. proto version of it. Um, because, you know, we have done – um, deep dives into the world of socialism and the labor union movement in this country. It's been around forever. You know, May Day, Labor Day, they're all socialist and they're all celebrated by socialists here in America. And socialists here in America have been instrumental in the international socialist movement. Yeah, so at the end of the day, I don't know how you treat it as a foreign combatant. Define that term for me, Senator Scott. Now let's move on. Other than essential core functions, government should not be doing anything that the private sector can do better and cheaper. Yes, please. Thank you very much. We will apply the do it better test. If American businesses can serve the American people better and cheaper than government, the work goes to them. I will say this. This can only happen if, and hear me out on this, Pat, if then it becomes a one-on-one relationship between us and that business. Meaning, the money that is spent by the federal government on these quote-unquote do-it-better programs, right, is money that is returned to the American people in which, hey, guess what? Now we're going to do that, right? So now it becomes a one-on-one relationship. It is no longer I'm sending my tax dollars to Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. then distributes my tax dollars to a business who's still doing the bidding of the government. That is literally the definition of an oligarchy. You must keep private business private. You must say, hey, okay, um, we know that, (coughs) you know, XYZ business can 
Meals on Wheels or whatever the hell program out there, right? For feeding the poor. Okay. We're going to, we're going to, I could understand maybe the, the federal government or our tax dollars going to something like that in which they're administering the program. But at the same point in time, could we or could we not as a government just simply feature that business and let people know that this is where they can donate their money to? Because the American people are some of the most generous people in the entire world. So it'll be interesting. Now, he continues, no government assistance unless you're disabled or aggressively seeking work. If you can work but refuse to work, you cannot live off of the hard work and sweat of your fellow Americans. I agree, but defined actually disabled because we have stretched that definition so yep. very far in this country yep. to the point and, where people I, are working Uber jobs, right? Working in the gig economy, but are taking full disability. If you're able to drive a car and do an Uber job, you don't deserve disability. Hold on a second there. Mm -hmm. What if you are wheelchair bound, but you can still drive a car because you have the whole handheld mm -hmm. being able to drive a car now? Are you still disabled? Sure you are, but do you do, do you deserve a disability check? Ah, fair enough. No, my answer is no. You have an ability to earn a living. Do you or do you not? You do. If you're a wheelchair bound and you're able to drive a car, can you or can you not drive yourself into an office? Or can you or can you not use that vehicle as your means of income? It doesn't work for everybody? No. No. But to Rick Scott's point, and I'm not trying to be mean or unempathetic to people who are actually disabled. In fact, I find it to be an absolute slap in the face, disrespect to those who are actually disabled. You know, I've talked many times about um about my uncle who was mentally retarded, right? Yep. Pretty sure he worked, earned a modest wage for most of his adult life. Now, was it a high-end job or anything like that? No. So maybe there's room for some assistance. But in today's world, unless you're in that position, right? That mentally retarded position, physically, completely incapacitated, unable to actually physically work, um, and work a job that would give you a living, right? Not just, uh, um, I'm going to work a you know, behind the scenes um, pity job, right? Then you don't deserve disability from the federal government. I, I find it to be an absolute affront to people who are actually disabled and do need assistance and do need guidance and help. Now, I would also argue that it is probably better done by the private sector. Organizations that focus on mental retardation or Down syndrome or CP or whatever, right? 
why couldn't we target that money to those organizations to have them deliver for those individuals? Then the, it's a whole nother argument for another day, I'm sure. Any thoughts there? Well, I mean, I you know, I have cerebral palsy. Um, and I mean, granted, I, I played sports. I went to college. I did, you know, everything everyone, you know, normally did. Right. Mm-hmm. But because I have cerebral palsy, I, I could technically make the case that I'm disabled. Um, I could make the case you're disabled, too. That's hurtful. <laughs> that 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 is absolutely hurtful. You jerk. <laughs> um, but but here's the thing: you, you would be right because like it, it only affects me. I mean, I barely. I mean, I I, I don't notice it because I I've, I've lived with it my entire life. Right. Um. But I have a very mild case of it, and it affected my ultimately my left leg, and you know, and and, and how I walk and run and 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 do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. It just, you know, I, I walk slightly like inward, like my foot's kind of like this. Mm-hmm. So, um, and just because the muscles are tighter and things like that. But you're right. If if I went and tried to collect disability. You could. And then try to do something like Uber or what have you. It's a slap in the face to everyone that's actually is disabled. I've never and needs the like, need oh, and needs the assistance. Right, it actually needs to like I don't need that because I I can provide for my family. Um I I I have a full-time job. I'm I'm able to maintain that job and I'm able to physically, mentally be do things for myself. Mm-hmm. Um you know, but but people will will stretch this and abuse this. And I want to be I want to be abundantly clear too. I'm not just talking physical ability, I'm talking mental right. capacity. And right. that includes people who suffer from, you know, traumatic brain injuries, people who are, you know, going through uh, chronic or clinical depression, things like that. They need our assistance. They, they, their ability to function in society and their ability to produce and, and, you know, do a good job are highly affected by what is going on mentally too. It's not just physical. So I want to be clear by that because there are people who can overcome some of those things, but there are other people who can't. There are other people who are overwhelmed by those things and are actually a danger to the rest of society because of it, right? People who are people, for instance, people who have uh, paranoid schizophrenia or who have paranoid delusions or people who have other types of uh, mental psychosis or psychoses, um, Maybe they can be medicated, but what happens when that medication stops working that one time, right? That's what I'm speaking on. All right. right. Well, let's go forward because there's more to get to. So he says that we're going to retrier, uh, retrier. We're going to require truth in governing. If government passes a law that does not achieve what it promised, the program will be shut down. How do you measure that? But anyway, we will balance the federal budget. (laughs) Shit. It can be done. States do it all the time. How, how, Um, How might they do this? Well, he's got a poison pill. If Congress does not pass a budget, the members of Congress do not get paid. Full stop. All right. 
Other than okay. disaster relief, the federal government must stop spending money on non-essential state and local projects until the budget is balanced. I don't disagree there. I think that's a really good idea. Until we have money coming in that we could direct to other things, we need to stop spending money we don't have. Right. Ultimate, uh, eliminate truly non-essential government employee positions because they are non-essential. Okay. Implement the line item veto. It works in state capitals. It will work in Washington. Expedite all federal permit applications to be granted or denied within 30 days. All Americans should pay some income tax to have skin in the game, even if a small amount. Currently, over half of Americans pay no income tax. Uh, no, no, I, I, I totally, I hate this. I absolutely hate this one. Hashtag taxation is theft. Stop taxing my income. I earned that money. The government didn't earn that money. Mm. So I don't disagree with this if we're going to go down the route of because okay so do you or do you not want a military pat do you want defense do you want a border do you want security do you want any of these things how do you pay for it how do we pay for it before the income tax right that's my point we but we don't live in the same agrarian society that we did prior to the implementation of an income tax Right? Right. I mean, that's a fair point. So back then, we also deputized a lot of people. And our borders were ever-changing, by the way. The United States as it exists today, the, the, the continental United States, was not something that was in existence until what? Well into um, the Civil War period, if not after. Mm. So... Did we have a worry about a quote unquote southern border? Do we have a worry? Did we have to, you know, how do we raise money for the national defense? But at the same time, you know, right. we are overtaxed. And, and I don't if, disagree if with you there. We've got to cut taxes elsewhere. I, my, my druthers would be that we have some sort of a national sales tax. Um, I would alternatively support a flat tax plan uh, because I believe that allows us to fundamentally put everybody on an even playing field in terms of skin in the game. I get where Rick Scott is going with this. That, But I also believe he's wrong in assuming that um, they pay no income tax. Yes, it's true. A lot of people, um, I get a tax refund every year. You, most people do, right? Most individuals never pay a dime in actual income tax because it comes right back to them. You overpaid, right? That's money the federal government has used over the course of the year to earn interest on, by the way. So you actually have skin in the game. It's just not the way it's calculated. But... I think that's another topic for another day. Um, let's move on to his last one, which is prohibit debt ceiling increases absent a declaration of war. I so like this. He, so, so is he saying no, no debt ceiling increases unless there's a war? 
Right. What he's saying is find a way to spend less. We can't increase our debt if we why don't we pay down some of our debt? Why don't we look to um, taking away even if it's. Let's say we have a budget surplus of three billion dollars. Yeah. Is that a drop in the bucket of 30 trillion? Of course it is. But it is something. Right. Right. And where in this is the plan to grow? It says economy and growth. Pardon me if I think this is a bunch of gobbledygook, Washington, D.C., focus grouped talking points. This is not a plan. There's no specifics. There's no nothing here. Do I understand that you have to have the concepts, the the right language? Yes. But um, what tax plan do you support? What? Where are we going with this? I, I, now, maybe he goes on in future ones to talk about some of these things, but I, I'm, I'm failing to see a growth. It is he attempting to tell us that by eliminating public sector, the private sector grows? That would have to mean the government gets the hell out of the way of innovation. So it'll be interesting to see what happens here. But overall, this is one that there are some really good ideas that need to be flushed out. That's that's where I come down on this. I, I think I like most of what he has to say. The concepts are good. Let's see what happens in practice or what you would like to have happen in practice with these concepts. That's where I'm at. What about you, Pat? I, I still think a lot. I mean, I mean, granted, we've gone through what five, five of these talking points or five of these point of his point eleven point plan now. Yep. And, and almost everything that, that we've gone through so far, I mean, is, is merely a talking point. They are most a lot of it is truly great ideas. Um, but you're right. I I think we could say this about everything that we've gone through so far is that everything needs to be fleshed out more. How are you going to achieve this? And and what is the policy going to be put in place to achieve these things? Um, there's a lot of things that I like here. There's quite a bit that, I don't. Let's put it that way. Yeah, there's quite a bit I don't too. Um, but we're going to find but, out more uh, next week because we're going to start with government reform and debt um, next week. So this will be interesting. Maybe some of the answers to the things that we're – Said in point five, we'll come in point six. We'll have to see next week. Now, let's go ahead and move on to our best worst of the week and uh, start start all the fun of the weekend. We have a lot to get to. Um, Pat, real quick, my best of the week has been the NCAA tournament. Number one, fans back in the stands, the, the pageantry of March Madness back no matter what was going to happen on the court. And then the first day happens was it six lower seeds win, four double-digit seeds won, including both 12 seeds in the 5-12 matchups. You had a 15-seed St. Peter's beat a two-seed Kentucky. And 
credit to St. Peter's because they took advantage of every mistake Kentucky made, every one of them in that game. And then we had, what, three games go into overtime, two of which almost went into double overtime. I cannot think of a more wild, fun, interesting, amazing way to welcome back the the real NCAA tournament once again. Fascinating for me. Now, of course, your bracket got busted yesterday, Pat, but uh, that's what happens when you bet on Iowa. Yeah, yeah. Um, when are you I going to learn? When are you going oh, to learn own. that Iowa sucks? Iowa State rules. Iowa drools. I'm, look, I'm not an Iowa fan by any means. By any means, am I? Am I? An, I am not an Iowa fan. However, they were the Big Ten champs. They were on a pretty hot streak. Um. It was kind of dumb not to bet on them. You mean you had them going to the Elite Eight, which is the round before the Final Four. I had them going to the Final Four. So I don't want to hear it because they technically kind of busted you up in your bracket too. I'm guessing so did Kentucky. Kentucky probably busted up a lot of brackets yesterday. But, yeah, so it sucked. It, it wasn't it wasn't pretty. I, I also said um, when we did the uh, tournament picks for our afterthought that uh, I was not confident in the vast majority of my picks this year um, just because it is so because now, now you have the pageantry of, of the of the NCAA tournament back. You have fans in the stands. Everything is so different now. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so it's gonna. It, the games are going to be different. You're going to see, I think, more of those upsets. Yeah, we'll so see. It's, it's hard to pick. All I have to say is, humble brag. I have the second most most points possible after the first day of the tournament, and that's the name of the game in the first round. Right, is to keep as many points possible on the board as humanly possible. Now, I did lose Iowa through, I think, the Elite Eight but I didn't have them going any further. It was either a Sweet 16 or Elite 8. I, I, uh, Sweet 16. I had them in the Sweet 16, so I didn't lose them as far as you did. In Kentucky, I had losing that next matchup anyway. So And Kentucky losing to Texas. Yeah, and I had Kentucky losing to um, Murray State. Ooh. So you had, you had Kentucky going into the Sweet 16. Yeah, I did. Nope. I had them losing to Murray State. So Murray State, um, my sleeper Sweet 16 team, looks pretty good. St. Peter's, Murray State matchup. Um, that'll be interesting. By the way, my, Pat, my I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, why did the Iowa Regents decide to cover Kinnick Stadium in cardboard? Why? Because the Hawkeyes always look better on paper. Wow. Wow. Did, did you come up with that one all by yourself? No. Okay. <laughs> also, question for you. What happens when blondes move from Illinois to Iowa? They get blown away. No. Both states become smarter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's mean. <sighs> 
You're welcome. You're welcome for those uh, Iowa jokes, by the way. You, you should have put you should have put Canada in there too. No, thank that you. That would have been yeah. No, thank you. Um, but anyway, that's my best of the week. Your best of the week, Pat. My best of the week is going to be very simple. Uh, I almost chose the NCAA tournament, but then, um, as many know, I've been fighting with my insurance company over getting some of my house repaired and whatnot. And I finally won that battle earlier this week and got what needed to happen happen. And um, I got my tile floor pulled up. I we still have some fans in the house here, but uh, I'm just waiting on the approval of all the estimates and stuff now to get all the repairs going. So, who are uh, those fans I cheering know. for, Pat? Huh? Who are those fans cheering for in your house? The, the, well, those those fans are like blowing air. They're they're not like fans in the stands. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, okay. you know, fans that actually, you know, like, are meant to like dry out my floors. Uh, oh, those kind of fans, not, yeah. not like yeah. Um, yeah. Ohio uh-huh. State fans who are usually just full of hot air. Yeah, um, not in football, we're not. No. <laughs> but football, but football. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how did NCAA yeah. tournament work out for you this year? By the way, Pat. Shut up. Um, and, oh, and then by the way, we also went and got our taxes done. Oh, that's yesterday. always a good time. Yeah, yeah. Did you also get a root canal, by the way, this week while you're at it? Yeah, why not? Um, hence why I'm a little angsty with uh, Rick Scott's plan because, you know, hashtag taxation is theft. Right, right, um, right. <laughs> and, and so, um, but, but this is the first time I think in three years that we did not have to pay taxes. Good time. But... I, we, we've never seen this happen before. While we owed zero would, money, would you say it's an unprecedented time? It, it is unprecedented. We owed we 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 had to pay. F- well, and and before we put in a couple more um, line items, we ended up having to pay fifty bucks in federal taxes, and then we were getting fifty bucks back in state taxes. Mm-hmm. Then after the line items, we. You know, we're only getting um, a little bit of money back, but then once we paid our accountant, we're like, "Oh, we're only getting like a hundred bucks." So I'm like, first time in forever that we didn't have to pay." That is good news, Pat. Very good news. Now, uh, quickly for my worst of the week, Pat, uh, are are you are you buckled in? Do I'm I'm concerned when you say I'm buckled in I'm I'm really concerned about Are what Are you holding on to something? Do I need to be? Yes. I'm going to give uh, you a warning. Okay. 3 2 1. You have to be careful that if we do see a surge as a result of that that we're flexible enough to reinstitute the kinds of interventions that could be necessary to stop an additional surge that could mean a return of mandatory masking especially in areas of high transmission you son of a bitch that's why yes that little troll has emerged from his hobbit hole or wherever the hell he lives these days that's an insult to hobbits that's a good point hobbits are much 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 Smarter and much nicer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I call um, him a troll. Uh-huh. Um, yep. Anthony Fauci's back. 
telling us, um, get ready to mask up again. <clears throat> F you. F you. F you. Go to hell. Go, go straight to hell. Do not collect $200. Because, look, okay. You would think over the course of the time that Anthony Fauci has been away from the general public, for whatever reason that is, you would think part of it would be reflection on the past two years, right? And and understanding some data and and, and maybe pulling back from the insanity of, of the here and now, right? No, he just doubles down. What, what mitigation effort that we have taken has worked? The answer is none. By the way, None. and that includes yeah. the therapeutic, you a-holes. How do I know this? Pat, the first two weeks of March. Yeah. In the UK, which stratifies its data the best. Yeah. They're fully vaxxed is uh, triple jabbed, right? Yeah. What percentage of all deaths from COVID were the triple jabbed would you guess um it, uh, it's probably over 50 percent. 90 oh 90 90 percent yeah. now the the caveat there because this is a scientific situation is that naturally it would be higher at least in theory because 80% of the population is at least double jabbed. And I think it's something like 75% are triple jabbed over there. So naturally, the, the amount of the population that is in that category is greater than the non. However, the working theory is that if you don't do it, you're going to die and you're dying in droves. Nope. Nope. And more nope. So, riddle me this, Anthony Fauci. What mitigation effort have we undertaken that has actually worked? Prove to me any of your bullshit from the last two years has worked at all. Oh, wait. Right here. In fact, you know what? Lord, Savior, President, Dr. Anthony Fauci, you are welcome on this program at any point in time to actually defend your work, to actually go through the process of figuring out whether or not your stuff works. You're going to be waiting a while, I think. Yeah, because I'll be waiting. It'll be a cold day in hell before he actually takes real questions, before he actually has to deal with somebody who can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with him when it comes to data analysis. And we've like seen Rand it. Paul. We, I was mm. going to say, we've actually seen part of it with Rand Paul. But mm. it's different because he's not going data analysis on him. He's going highbrow on him, right? He's right. going, wait a second, didn't you fund gain-of-function research and wasn't this gain-of-function that allowed for this virus to escape? Not that... Um, you know, so just mother of God, just stay away. And for the love of God, stop lying to the American people. For the love of God. 
I I enjoyed my my peace and quiet for a while. Now, Pat, your worst of the week. Then you had to bring him back up. Yeah. Let's move on to your worst of the week, by the way. My worst of the week. Um, You kind of hinted at this earlier, and we're going to be talking a lot more about this in the afterthought. Um, But Will Thomas, because I refuse to call him by his uh, female name that he's given himself, uh, won the NCAA Women's Swimming Championships in Atlanta. Thank goodness, though, he drew protesters for this. Um, but uh, he, like, dominated, like, majorly dominated uh, this freestyle. Yeah, so, the, so some of this is going to be in the afterthought, so I don't want to get too deep into the weeds on this. Right, I don't either. Um, but... I will say this in terms of the actual participation in the in the event. Um, so three things. Number one, um, he won his heat over a bunch of other girls in the preliminaries by like four, almost four seconds. And if you watch it, he was barely even trying. Is it a lot? Yeah, it's because it's five hundred yards. It's not five hundred meters either. Right. Uh, because the NCAA is weird. But anyway, um, and then he won by 1.75 seconds. And oh, by the way, the person who finished second set a personal and school record and still couldn't even come close. To give you an idea, 1.75 seconds and 500 yards yep. is like three or four body lengths. Like it's not even freaking close. Like not at all. Um, and then thirdly, Pat, the other reports from other competitors are stating that, uh, Mr. Thomas was barely trying in the finals and was attempting to make it look closer to do what Pat to justify what he's been doing. Exactly. Because see, I'm not really dominating. I'm barely winning. Ah, Woosa. All right. Um, quickly, the B or not the B? Do you want to play that or do you want to go into Richard of the Week? Uh, let's do B or not the B first. All right. All right. Hit me with a headline and uh, hopefully a chance to win $100 of the totally legit above board money that Dominic Izzo earns for whatever he's doing, aka um, Ponzi scheme pyramids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, today's headline: Stacey Abrams took a break from pretending to be governor of Georgia to be president of United Earth on Star Trek. Stacey Abrams took a break from pretending to be governor of Georgia to be president of United Earth on Star Trek. Is this the B or not the B? That is the question. Why are you thinking about that, Andrew Coppins, folks? If you haven't gotten to Funly.com yet to help out our friends. Um, at American Pride Roasters after losing their house to some inclement tornado weather a few weeks ago. Um, please do so. Um, they really could use all the help that they could get right now. And uh, DM is actually paying it forward um, mm-hmm. by, by donating some coffee um, that, that he was able to salvage um, out of the uh, um, debris and, and, and all the wreckage from his home. Um, but we want to also help them get back on their feet. Um, Andrew, do you by chance have an updated number? 
Yes, I do. Uh, today's magical tote board total is $14,895. We're almost there to that $15,000 goal. We have literally $105 to go. Folks, you, we could do it by the end of today. Yep. Ten of you donate $10. That's it. That's all we need. Again, it's pinned. I will put it um, on the Facebook page. I will also put it on all of my social media uh, pages throughout the day. Folks, I mean, seriously, it is $10. You can go without that massive Starbucks cup of coffee one time. If your self-gratification is more important than helping your neighbor... Yeah, look in the mirror. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm just saying. Now, um, that total, by the way, will go up because I have yet to put in the extra total, um, which I believe is going to be um, another 20 bucks out of my pocket mm. um, on top of the already um, the already donated money. Fair enough. But um, but yeah, so we'll be less than $100 here in a moment. So. Uh, With that having been said, um, I don't need the headline one more time, and here's why. Is it true or is it not true, Pat, that um, both Picard and the other, is it Star Trek Discovery, are like Uh, full-on woke? I mean, I've not watched either of them, so I don't don't know. And you call yourself a nerd. I'm, I'm not a Trekkie. I mean, I have watched Star Trek in, in the past, but I, I haven't, like, watched it, like, fully. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've tried to. I just, no. Just my, my grandfather was a Trekkie. However, I am not. I, I'm, a, I'm a Star Wars kind of guy. Does your father smell of elderberries? No, no. Is your mother but, a hamster? Uh, your, your mother is a hamster, so. Okay. Just checking. Yeah. Um, but, no, this is not the bee. I could totally see them trying to get Stacey Abrams because woke. And and I'm by the way, I mean like I think in it's either Picard or Star Trek Discovery, the vast majority of characters are either non-binary or lesbian or gay. Why? Yeah. Um, it, it's well. it's the future and it's a planet and which we are supposed to not care about gender period right these are i'm just curious though is this your final answer by the way final answer this is not the b you are correct this is not the b um so the uh tweet that not the b is citing here is yes that stacy abrams with a cameo on star trek discovery as president of united earth a proud Star Trek nerd, Abrams has appeared as a guest on fan shows and has talked that, extensively that about explains the show, it, Pat. shaped her perspective. That explains it all. Yeah. She lives in a fantasy world. Yep. Anyway, let's go ahead and move on because we still have to get to Richard of the Week and maybe the Friar as well. Are you ready for Richard of the Week? I sure am. All right, so nominees, Pat, for Richard of the Week. 
include. They include Vladimir Putin for uh, war crimes. Allegedly. Allegedly. Only because uh, how can you verify that right now with all the propaganda going on? And and more importantly, um, we just literally had the um, ambassador, I think, from Ukraine to the United States tried to tell us it's 1939 over over there. Yeah. yeah. I It could be. Yeah, it could it, be. And I will say this. That changes the the dynamic for me. And that's why I'm careful. I need some proof. I need some concrete evidence that this is going on because I'm not there. I'm not on the ground. I don't know. I know that both sides have played really bad propaganda games and things that have turned out to be completely and totally false on both sides of the equation. I do know that if they could tell us that there are war crimes being committed, um, that would certainly help one side of the effort here or one side of the equation here, right? Right. Now, we do know that thermobaric bombs have been used. That has been verified. Right. Does that constitute a war crime? I, I don't know because I'm not a war crime person. And, and secondly, Russia has not subscribed to the International Tribunal in a long-ass time. Also true. Okay. So, with that being said, um, alleged war crimes. That's where we're going to yep. go. with. And, and then we have our Lord, Savior, President, Dr. Anthony Fauci. For, for what you showed us earlier. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and for crawling out of his, his hole. How dare he? Go yeah, away. Uh-huh. Nobody gives a bleep. Nobody should give a bleep about what you have to say. This next one, I believe you have a clip for. Um, Jennifer Granholm. Oh, the, the, the former the, governor of the great state of Michigan. The energy secretary. Mm-hmm. Uh Uh, has this to say. Basically, if the administration or Congress should pursue, you know, a standalone clean energy package or just clearly, you know, that you don't have a lot of time left to get something, a reconciliation bill through a Democrat only Congress. Midterms are coming up. Um, So if anything, you can preview as to next steps on the congressional front. That would be great. I mean, as you can imagine and as you have heard, there is a lot of conversation that is happening right now. In, in saying that this crisis in, uh, in Europe and the crisis our allies are facing and the reduction of supply of uh, natural gas and oil from Russia creates a moment that we should be acting. I mean, we heard President Zelensky, we do not want to see uh, any country that is held hostage to Vladimir Putin. And this is a moment for Congress to be able to act. There can be a compromise. There can be movement on this. Um, and whether it's, you know, I mean, what the form is and who sponsors are and all of that, that's, a, that's a, a conversation that's happening. But the bottom line is this is a moment to have this happen. It's an urgent. Quiet part out what? loud. And also, what? never let a good crisis go to waste, right, Pat? No, I, that no, no, that that. And then, and then, thirdly, one on one, by the way. <clears throat> thirdly, Pat, 
Why the hell are the reporters wearing masks? And nobody on the panel was? Nobody. What the? Anyway, uh, we also have another nominee, don't we? Yep, yep. One last nominee. We have Jimmy Saki's older sister, Jen Saki. I want to go back to the mix quickly and just be crystal clear about what you're saying. Because when I asked the president about this earlier, he said he's not going to comment. He didn't say that it's not an option. So well, we've, we've well, spoken to it yeah. approximately 167 times. Oh, so maybe he, but, yeah. Well, here's 168. Go ahead. Go there's ahead. Growing, there's a growing number of Republicans and Democrats who are supporting the U.S. striking a deal with Poland to send the mix. You have uh, Elise Stefanik earlier today saying uh, Ukraine needs those MIGs. You have uh, Scalise say getting those MIGs in immediately is critical. There's a growing chorus of voices saying that now is the time. Has the president reconsidered his stance at all at this point? No, because our military makes assessments, uh, which they put out that assessment last week. And I would just echo that one part of the assessment uh, is based on what equipment is effective in fighting this war, anti-armor and air defense systems. They are effectively defending the country. That is what we have provided additional assistance on. Second, they have several squadrons of mission-capable aircraft. Uh, I don't think that's enough, Jen. You heard President that are not being, Kristen, that are not, Kristen, that are not being utilized. This is the assessment by our Defense Department. Third, uh, they are also assessing uh, that uh, the transfer to Ukraine may be mistaken as escalatory. So this is how our Defense Department is assessing. They are assessing also that it would not significantly change the effectiveness of the Ukrainian Air Force. And these are the types of risk, risk assessments we certainly understand. We share the passion, the anger, the horror at what we're seeing. And that is why we are uh, we significantly increase the types of military assistance, the types of equipment that we know is effective and our Defense Department is determined is effective in fighting this war. Uh, I just got a, a text from from Jimmy. Oh, um, okay. who we gave backstage passes to, um, you know, to, to to watch like the pre-recording of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he he just texted me and, and said that uh, his his older sister has a really really hard time um, asking or, or being asked hard questions that really aren't hard questions, mm-hmm. and and giving an, an honest answer. So, I would call that MIG splaining, right there. Yes, yes, yeah, huh? What in fact, the, that's what he used in his text too. Just, just what the? Well, if our if our military assessment last week was this, oh no, that that couldn't have changed in a week. I, I just, I can't even with with these people. I just, no, I'm done. Apparently, Jimmy can't even with his own sister. So, well, that's a good thing, Pat. Yeah, yeah, right. right. <laughs> that's that's uh, adv- that is uh, an advantageous position to take, right? Right. Now, having said that, Pat, um, who wins this week's Richard of the Week? Unfortunately, oh, I wait, think wait, 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 wait. We're st- there's still a war going on in Ukraine, so yeah. our Richard of the Week is Vladimir Putin. He's won, I think, all of them this month so far, hasn't he? Yeah, because we're still at war. Yeah. We might be having him as the uh, Richer of the Week winner for a while. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Now, having said all of that, um, do you want to do the fryer here or do you want people to go to the afterthought for the fryer? Uh, I don't know. You're the host. Why are you asking me? Well, I'm giving you a choice. Like I a mean, like a good leader would do, Pat. I'm going to empower you. You just, I, I, you're ridiculous. You are absolutely, you are absolutely, you know what? Let's throw you into the fryer for a change. <laughs> that is just absolutely ridiculous. I am empowering you to make choice, Pat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here's, here's Andrew going woke, folks. This is Andrew going woke. How? I am empowering you. Because you're empowering. No, no, you, no, no, no. You're not empowering me. You're in empowering me that's what you're doing mm-hmm. <laughs> that um, said uh f- let's go ahead and uh and do the fryer here okay okay are you ready yeah duh is I the fryer am- going yes okay you're all right you ready for your first headline? Sure. You, you're you ready to cleanse yourself in this of your wokeness? Good grief, man. <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says fossil fuel industry to blame for missing and murdering indigenous women. Of course it is. <laughs> I, I, how exactly? That's my question here. BIPOC power. I'm super, did please tell me she used the uh, BIPOC acronym at some point in time in her uh, incoherent ramblings. Uh, it, from what I'm seeing here, um, that would be a new. She's the worst. So. If if only because <clears throat> whatever the Democrat Socialists of America say, I have to say. Um. Yeah. So she says, today I want to discuss the part in crisis of which all too often overlooked, but whose evidence shows that there's a very meaningful connection here. The correlation between fossil fuel extraction sites and abductions and murder of indigenous women across the United States. Oh, for the law. Oh, my God. Shut up. Not you. Her. (laughs) Right. 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 All right. One or two more headlines here. Okay. Let's see. Um, the Fed just raised the interest rates for the first time in three years. Yeah, we knew that. Yeah, well, and that's not all. Well, see, Pat, um, one of the things that I was told, by the way, too, was that um, the Fed interest rate hike had already been built into the cake of your mortgage interest rates. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have been telling people for months now that that is a myth. And what happened the same week, Pat, that this was going to happen? Interest rates here in Chicago went from 4.2% to 4.6% in a overnight. That's right, almost a half of a percent increase in your interest rate. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Sure, that was really baked into everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Also, a really good time to remind you, um, as a licensed real estate broker here in the state of Illinois with the Steve Janet Group at Dreamtown Realty, um, if you are looking to buy or sell your home, do it freaking now. Because they're doing, what, five or six more of these potentially? What do you think is going to happen to that interest rate? It's under five right now. Five is a pretty normal number for an interest rate, right, Pat? Right. If you're under it, you're at an advantageous position, both as a buyer and a seller. So what the hell are you waiting for? Because by the end of this month, it's likely over five. And you have and you're waiting on the sidelines because there's just not enough inventory. Actually, there is. You just need to know how to play the game. Um, and I will say this. For the love of all things holy, stop sitting on the sidelines thinking that you must know that the buyer's market is going down to be a seller. Get your ass off the sidelines. I'm not kidding you. If you are if you're wavering, you, you, no, no more wavering because if you waver three, four, five more months, the it's it not going to look pretty to you. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. All right, I got one more for you. Sounds great. Disney employees are planning a major walkout because Florida won't let teachers talk to five year olds about transgenderism and homosexuality. See. Okay, number one, I've told you, Disney is one of the worst, if not the worst, companies out there in the in in woke capitalism, if you will. Yeah. Okay. Followed by Coca Cola, by the way, which really breaks my heart. Disney, whatever. Um, <clears throat> now, Pat, that's not what this bill is about. This bill is basically stop grooming kids. Right. This bill doesn't say don't talk about homosexuality or transgenderism. It says don't talk about sexuality at all. Sexuality has no place in kindergarten, first, or second grade. I Here's a novel concept. Stop sexualizing children, you perverts. We could play that TikTok video of the of the teacher bragging about teaching little kids about masturbating. And that it's perfectly normal, natural thing for even little kids to do. No, it's not. No, it's not. I, I think I just I, I folks, I think I just broke Andrew for the day. So I guess with that said, um, Andrew, your final thoughts. Please be smart. Be kind. Be safe. Stop grooming kids. And Matthew 547. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash 
Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.